My store is called Championship Final. can't fire them. I hired these guys for three days a week, and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. Rob Gordon has a successful business and a dedicated following. I used to go to the double door to hear you spin. You were unbelievable. But when it comes to dating... Hi. Hi. Is this Penny Hardwood? Hi, Caroline. He's still searching. Are you in or out, Rob? I'm sorry? Are you in or out, Rob? I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. For the right woman. What's your name? Now his search may have ended, <laughs> but his problems just started. And I like you with Laura. I don't think much of this Ian guy. What Ian guy? You gotta be kidding me. The night Touchstone Pictures presents. How's Ian? He's growing on me. He looks like he could grow on something. Cusack, Jack Black, Lisa Bonet, Joan Cusack, Eben Yila, Tim Robbins, Lily Taylor, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Based on the international best-selling novel... Are you gonna line that flower bed all night? No. High Fidelity. I'm looking for a record for my daughter. I just called to say I love you. Do we look like the kind of store that tells I just called to say I love you? Go to the mall. What's your problem? Do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that song. Oh, 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 is she in a coma? All right, let's get it going. Welcome to yet another episode of the Download Podcast Show Season 4. I'm Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And... On today's podcast, a oldie but goodie, High Fidelity, the 2000 film starring John Cusack. And uh, let's see, let me read this real quick. Rob Gordon, played by John Cusack, is the owner of a failing record store in Chicago where he sells music the old-fashioned way on vinyl. Although they have an encyclopedic knowledge of pop music and are consumed by the music scene, it's of no help to Rob, whose needle skips the love groove when his longtime girlfriend, Laura, played by Iben, he, he I looked this up last night. I can't pronounce his last name. Exchange. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, walks out on him as he examines his failed attempts at romance and happiness. The process finds him being dragged, kicked, and screaming into adulthood. This was directed by Stephen Fierce, story by Nick Hornby, um, which I didn't know there was a book about this, and um, screenplay by John Cusack, D.V. Stephen Census, um, Stephen Pink, and Scott Rosenberg. Um, budget was $30 million, which... Seems excessive for this movie, and yeah. the gross was forty-seven point one. Well, it's probably because all the music, man. Yeah, all yeah. the music they're playing there. I think um, uh, of the thirty million, thirty uh, twenty-eight was put paid to mm, music rights, probably. Well, you know that John Cusack was a the, one of the music supervisors on this film, right? I am not surprised to be honest. 
Like I, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if you said that or Jack Black, because this has his fingerprints all over it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they spend half the time talking about arguing about music in the stores. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say uh, I'm just looking at some awards here. Um, awards nominated for Golden Globes Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. Really? Um, so Golden Globes nominated for Golden Globes. The AFI Awards winner movie of the year. Yeah, uh, Blockbuster Entertainment Awards favorite supporting actor Jack Black. I should tell you how old this movie is. Blockbuster uh, Award. Yeah, Motion Picture Sound Editors Awards winner of Best Sound Editing, Best uh, Music, and Best Sound Editing Foreign Feature. I, you know, I'm just going down the rabbit hole here, but okay. I mean, it won stuff. It was nominated for a bunch of things. Mm. Um. Well, let's get into it. Uh, I would have to say, you know, I was thinking about this this afternoon. This was probably I did more. So I watched I rewatched this again today and I took four hours to watch this movie because of just stopping and starting and listening. to Seriously. I started that shit. I felt like it took me so long to watch this movie. There's just so much, like, not only is there a lot of music being played, there's a lot of music being mentioned. Mm. And so I went through all, like, all of the things, even they mentioned, but they didn't play. Because I just, there was like a, I felt like it was like a bunch of stuff that I had never heard of. Or singles from groups and bands and people I'd never known they did these things of. Well, that's 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 the one issue is that I was hoping to to dig into the soundtrack today, mm. Mm. so it was nice and fresh in my mind. But I was just way too busy and was unable to. So I feel a little unprepared. Um, but okay. it, but of course, a movie like this is like to set you up to like go down that rabbit hole of all mm. the stuff they're mentioning and like all these different artists and like all their albums mm-hmm. and stuff. So, mm. I mean, I am looking forward to doing that. Well, this is something that I think you like is, you know, let's off the top. It wasn't, I would not say this is the best movie I've ever watched, but mm-hmm. if you like music, I highly recommend seeing this film because you can go down a rabbit hole really far on this movie for this film. Like I dug up stuff that was just ridiculous and songs, some songs I hadn't even like for groups that I love, but I didn't know they did these songs. And then there were like a bunch of live um, versions of some of some of these songs, just, you know, like, some of their arguments in the film, like on some of these things that they were arguing, were kind of legit. To, to be honest, I mean, I don't know if I would like to hang out with these guys. Mm. <laughs> no, there's snobs. That. I mean, there's that. Um, you know, you can appreciate the fact that they love music enough to be snobs about it, but, right? And I, I like to think I'm. And I'm probably I can people will probably consider me a snob for some things, but like I would just I would I would automatically get 
kicked in the head by these guys. If I just said like Coldplay, I'd be dead. <laughs> That's one of my favorite what? bands. I'd be dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have to say, like, I just have to say, this is like one of my least favorite main characters in a, in a movie, like oh, in life. Good gravy. In life. Yeah. I've, I've never watched a movie where I'm sitting there like, and I'm talking, I've seen like, this is like talking about horror films too man <laughs> and like i watch movies with hitler in it man like this is a, this is a, man dude rob is rob is the, that he's the worst person ever yeah and it got worse as the movie went on you're like wow <laughs> what but one thing i'll say and you know like i mean John Cusack, you know, is not, again, my favorite actor. So the combination of this character being so fucking vile and John Cusack portraying him, you know, kind of soured this movie for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and he, but he, he talked so much. A lot of lines that he had, because he's breaking the fourth wall, right? Right off the bat. He's talking to people in the movie. He's talking to the screen, like to the audience. He's narrating his own. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I have no idea how this person, how this guy, got through this film. Yeah, there's a lot of him talking. If you don't like his voice, this is not the movie for you to see. <laughs> because, yeah, he he just loves the set. Like you know, you know, he reminds me. Like so, what I did. The one thing about this movie, like if you went to college, we all knew one dude like this. <laughs> Everybody had a guy who was kind of like this, like it might not be music. Maybe it was, you know, comic books or maybe it was science or movies. something. Maybe movies. <laughs> you know, there was always this one pretentious, just uptight, you know, know-it-all, radical, raggalized, you know, sycophant who couldn't get enough of himself and always thought he was the victim. And this dude takes that shit to another level, man. He took it to another level. And it, it got worse, like you know, it was you know, you start off the movie and he you know, they're playing that, that one song, um what the is first it? one? Yeah. Uh, uh you are gonna miss me? Yeah. Like floor elevator uh, elevators. Yeah. And he just Right there, you're just like, uh, he's preparing you for like two hours of poor me. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, man, I, there's, there's more, there's more, but um, let me let's let's try and point out some of the pseudo positive stuff in this. Um, I mean, this was this came out in 2000, yeah, 2000. Um, so he's, he's working at a record store. <laughs> Um, there were CDs. We did see CDs in there and tapes. And he was and making tapes. Tape. Oh, the whole mixtapes thing. Remember mixtapes? Like yeah, mixtapes. Yeah. I was stupid though, because I would like make mixtapes, but it would be all the same artist. Yeah, I mean, maybe different albums with the same artist. I didn't take four hours to make a, a mixtape, you know. Well, that's the one thing he never got into, right? I mean, this is more towards the end of the movie, but he's sitting there about to like, make a mixtape, and he's like, "There's certain rules." I'm like. I, I wrote down in my notes. I was like, "Oh, rule! Let me write down the rules of making a mixtape." And he never got to. Like yeah, it. I was like, "All right, tell me what the rules are, because maybe you can apply into a playlist now." No, uh, no, no. Yeah. no. no. He did come out with that first line, that first 
which actually was kind of deep. I, I have to admit, which was that that one where he says, "What came first, the music or the misery?" Yeah, that was a good line. That one down. That was a good line because oh, it yeah, makes you like, wonder did, about it. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable, or did, was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Yeah, yeah, but, I wrote down that one too. But here's um, the thing about that line, though, too. That wasn't pop music, right? Yeah. I mean, this is not pop music. I was, I was like wondering where pop music came from. Unless as his ego, like his music ego considers that pop music, maybe. I mean, I guess since he's so, you know, elitist. <laughs> but that wasn't pop music. I, I didn't hear, I, I mean, mean maybe like, heard one maybe, song. Maybe Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, little little piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's an easy one for you. Mm-hmm. What is the name of his record store? Oh, um, uh, Champion IP. Close. Championship final. Final. Vine. Well, on the sign though, if you look mm-hmm. up on the sign when we walk in, it says Championship IP. Um. He must have not had time to replace that um the yeah. sign. But yeah. he answers the phone saying championship vinyl. So yeah, yeah, yeah. what are, what are we to believe? Um so no, that's yeah. a I guess it's a terrible trivia question. Um <laughs> so you know, we just mentioned like Jack Black getting did he win? Did I say he win? He got nominated for best supporting actor. In this guy's movie? too much, man. This guy's too much. Yeah, in this movie. Hmm. He's just oh man. I, I so this is not the best film for me because, like, Jack Black is one of those guys. I'm like, he's off-putting to me. John Cusack is off-putting to me. Mm. I, I actually probably my favorite character is probably uh, the other dude from the store. Uh, oh, he's not even in my list of uh, what's what his name? The actor. Oh, uh, it is Todd uh, Luiso. Yeah, Todd Luiso. Yeah, <laughs> he's like as timid and like mouse mouseish as he is. Mm. See, he's probably the better character in this film. He totally was. It was almost like that that one character from Jack Black's movie uh, School of Rock, the boyfriend. Yeah, who's, yeah, it's a little bit <laughs> similar characters there. Yeah, I suppose. Um. Man, this I, I'm not gonna have a lot good to say about this movie. So yeah, I have some good stuff. I have some bad stuff, but this, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this down. Like, so remember when he's going to see um, Mary, what the LaSalle, mm. Marie, Mary, um, Marie de LaSalle. As he's as he's going into the the venue, he, he <laughs> walks like a step into the door. Steps back out and turns to the bouncer. Yeah, Peter fucking Frampton. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a a, um, a little. Did you know or a trivia? See if you can get this. Did you happen to catch? There were two names on her disc. There were two songs on her disc that were 1980. Actually, you mentioned one today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
named after one was named after an 80s movie, one named after an 80s video, music video. Well, I mean, Which I'm curious why. Ghostbusters. Oh, sucky sucky. All right. <laughs> 80s music video? Mm-hmm. That's I don't know. Don't, don't most of these have music videos? Mm, nope. But the person who sang it is quite famous. Beat it. There you go. <laughs> uh, guess what? I'm cheating because it's. Part I know. Of the, it's one of the. Tri- it's one of the trivia questions that I'm looking at. Right now. <laughs> You're wrong, dude. <laughs> but it was cool. To, I don't know. I like. Yeah, apparently this, this was her CD, so she was singing. Well, she was singing "Baby, I Love Your Way." Yeah, but she was singing "Ghost," gonna sing "Ghostbusters." Beat it, baby, got back. Yeah, I will survive. Mbop. <laughs> My heart will go on. I mean, yeah. And so her whole album is is cover songs. Is that I guess so? Covers of covers, right? Yeah. She. It's, yeah, she was. She was good. Um. She was. Could she sing? No, not at all. I was so like, "What the? F-? I couldn't just got somebody I could sing. <laughs> Why did it have to be a bad? Wait, maybe it's in the book. I don't know. I haven't read this book. Exactly. Maybe it's supposed to be a terrible singer. But like, they're all they're all like enthralled by her when they mm-hmm. get to, to the thing, and they're like, "He's like, I want to date a, 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 a musician." And mm-hmm. Robin's like, "I want to live with one." So like, sitting there, she'll be sitting there writing a song while right. in the kitchen or some shit. Uh, but they said musician. But she wasn't writing a song. She didn't write any of those songs. Yeah, I don't understand. Anyway, all right. We got to read this book. This is what we got to do is read this book. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the... So the... The one thing... That, so this movie, I feel like two things about this movie. Um, one, I think... The characters, there's there's very few redeeming characters in this movie. Like, I, you don't, like, in the beginning, I kind of could, like, it started off like, I'm like, all right, well, let's hear the story. Maybe, maybe he has legit reasons to feel as terrible as he's feeling. Mm-hmm. But then it just kept building on this just horrible individual. And then like when you get to the part where he lays out the four reasons why she came into the store and said, fuck you. I was just like, dude, I mean, really? Like, why are we even having this movie? <laughs> and like you expect, so yeah. So, so as soon as he starts going through these reasons, I'm I'm like, okay, you oh. suck. You're terrible. So, so his ex girlfriend Laura's friend comes mm. into the store and says, "Fuck you." She's trying to be impartial between the two of them because they're both her friends, quote unquote. Right. And so he's listing out the reasons why she might have done that, mm. what Laura might have told her, and it was he cheated on her while she was pregnant. Mm. That may have caused her to terminate the pregnancy mm-hmm. because whatever well, obviously yes, whatever he also bore, borrowed four thousand dollars and 
didn't hadn't paid it back and then also told her he was unhappy i think it was after that he was looking around mm -hmm. and then so he these are all terrible things and then you're he, he kind of goes into it like he's gonna explain all these things like it's gonna make it better like whatever he says and his responses to each one was he cheated on her while she was pregnant he didn't know she was pregnant okay you still cheated on her yeah uh, which caused her to terminate the pregnancy. So that, I guess that was his reason for both. Right. And then he borrowed the 4K and his, his explanation was Laura had it and I didn't. That sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah. So already that is still not making things any better. And then he told her he was unhappy and looking that she tricked him into it by, you know. The lawyer, the lawyer trick. Yeah, making a lawyer trick. He's like, yeah, well, and I fell for it because she's smarter than me. But she tricked. That, that might be the, the the one I'm like, okay. Yeah. She tricked you. Like she 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 make, presented it like she was thinking the same thing. Right. To make you say it. Right. But he's still anyway. So he says these four things. Seems like he's gonna give reasons like good reasons why he did them or said them and then i'm just like she didn't make this any better no so that whole deal and then when he starts going into his top five mm. and like revisiting why it didn't work out um, even that was i mean he started made, off made, made, made I, him look worse everything made him look worse yeah like literally just the first one right out the box the number, the first one he said was the one he dumps and because she didn't want to give up anything. And I'm just like, how is that? It was, that was the second one. The first one the marries, one? marries. so he he didn't really date her. It wasn't her boyfriend. They like made out under the bleachers for like- Oh, right, 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 right. Started right. making out the other guy. So that first one married the guy that after him. But I'm, but his reaction is what bothered me. He was like, oh. "Oh, I'm so glad I did this. Like, I, she married him. Like, that vilify, like vilify, like or vindicates him from whatever he thinks he needs vindication from. Like, I guess it's at least she married this guy, right? And his re that that reaction and it wasn't was his like, fault. Yeah, I'm just he has fate. And I came to a conclusion after like, well, probably around this time. Let me, let me see what my note is. Oh no, I came a little after. But it was while he was going through these girls. And then the Penny girl, yeah, the one you were talking about, mm. where he was just trying to get her pants. And they're like high school. Yeah. Like 16 or something. So it, yeah, it's young. And then he, he scarred her for life because he, dumped her because she wouldn't sleep with him mm -hmm. and then she says like I, I i was so tired i couldn't say no anymore so the next guy that she started dating he just, just let him have it was away yeah she, she, she actually says like it, it wasn't rape because i said yes but like she didn't want to right and then what is he, what is he what is his reaction to that he was like oh uh oh he's like so i broke up with her yeah. I broke oh, up yeah. with her. Yeah, and that, and that, and then he's like happy about that. Yeah, check please. That, that makes him feel like a man. I'm like, dude. Um, mm. and then he shows a little bit of heart with the girl that he wasn't really dating. Remember, like, 
he was like yeah. living with this girl. They both had broken up with people and they were just living together. But and then she found someone, started dating someone. Like that yeah. was the breakup. <laughs> and he doesn't like he doesn't like get into details with her because she's fucked up. Like she's yeah. She's like lost her job. She's like doing sign testing to make money and shit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that could that, that would have been an easy like lay. I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's what you're thinking about. This girl is like, she's having, she, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I wonder if they wrote that spot part as like some weird. I've made growth move by him not sleeping with her. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> they, they failed. If that was a goal, they failed. Because like, he's he's still he's not thinking about her. He's just happy that that he yeah that he's like, okay yeah. So yeah, I was this was kind of an exhausting film for me, man. <laughs> like, and so, I mean, we don't really have to go into the other ones for me to give you. It, it, I actually wrote in, at fifty eight minutes in. I realized he's a psychopath. Hmm. Because essentially, what a psychopath is is someone that like doesn't really have emotions, like they don't express emotions. But well, they do. They don't really have emotions, but they know how to read people and express the emotions that that those people that they want at the time. Well, and, the, uh... and he says shit like that. He says like, you know, I didn't really. Oh, when he went after he sleeps with um, Mary. Um, when he sleeps with Mary, he's like, or not when he like right before when they're talking mm. um, about their exes. He's like, she seemed like very deep the way she was explaining everything, and I was, you know, I wasn't very deep, but like I said all the things like she wanted to hear essentially. Mm. Like, I, I complimented Laura, even though if he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like he, he like, to me, like he, that's a psychopath. <laughs> well, what's that? What's that? There's like a saying about um, crazy or something is crazy as doing doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. The, like, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Well, I think that he fits in that category of quite... I mean, he, he, he did it all the way up to the end of the fucking movie, basically trying to make mixtape for that girl who came into the shop. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, dude, like... Oh, and then even that explanation... Man, are we skipping a bunch of stuff? Because like, no, but we're gonna keep. We're, yeah, I, no. But the only reason that because now we are skipping. To, like you're kind of segueing for me to the end, which is like he asked Laura to like they can't get back together, and he asked Laura to marry him. Hmm. And his explanation was really was not like was not like I love you so much, and I realize no. I've, I've you know I did you wrong, and like it's I'm tired of the Just fantasies. Think about it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm tired of the fantasies of like you know these other girls are fantasies. That, you know, I, I I may see them briefly or sleep with them, but I don't live with them. And so like, you know, they have like lingerie. She's like, I have lingerie. Yeah, but you also have those panties you've been wearing for like years that are like just worn out. You know, and, shit. and I and I see those, but I don't see these other these fantasy girls. I don't see those for them. So, and that's just the explanation of like. Him, I just it, it boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt like, <clears throat> you know, as I was watching this movie, um, 
I feel like the only people who could actually like would actually like this movie is someone who uh, what's that? Well, it's women. <laughs> that yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, kind of like if someone's been like in some crazy heartbreak, this is a movie you watch, right? And you sit and watch this and cry in your beer. But I feel like at some point the like you snap out of it and go, oh, that dude's an asshole. Like there's no, this does not carry over into your normal life unless, of course, like you said, you are crazy. You know what I'm saying? But this to me is this is the this is a breakup movie on crack <laughs> you know so because usually with breakup movies the end of the movie is always like this redemption of sorts that's like happy it makes you feel good this does not make you feel good at the end because he's still doing the same shit and if you're yeah. a woman you, you don't like this. If you like this movie, I I, I don't know what to say. Well, we sh- should have had the woman on as a guest on this podcast to discuss this exact topic. But yeah. Yeah, as you said, like there's there's no redemption. Like it's it presents itself as a transform transformative movie. Right. But I don't. It, it, we don't get. We don't get. If there is transformation, we don't get to see it. We spend most of the movie with him in at stage one. Mm. And we see this last scene where he and Laura are getting along. Like she's helped him put on this show. Yeah. And and then the movie's over. Well, even the even the to be honest, what made me a little bit uncomfortable too was how they got back together. Because I, I was sitting there going, you know, nothing good comes out of grief sex. Nothing yeah. good ever comes out of that well that was in my wtf section what the fuck moments which is post-funeral sex (laughs) no no thanks i'm good thank you p.s weren't his hands still dirty from the flower flower bed he was in he was laying in a fucking muddy flower bed i mean you know like yeah he was a messed up person but she wasn't far behind him well you can't I don't think you can blame her like her explanation for you know she didn't want to feel pain so right anything else would have been better yeah um and the bar is low at that stage the bar is low sex with your ex who's insane is a low bar but whatever um and I, I kind of understood her more than I understood this man you know Rob mm. like she well, we heard both sides of the story for why right. essentially what led to the breakup and she seems pretty much on the right side there. Yeah. No, <laughs> like he cheated no. on her. He, he borrowed thousands of dollars. Like, could you imagine doing that now? Like borrowing $4,000? I don't know how long it took him not to pay it back, but whatever. I don't think he paid it back yet as of yeah. the end of the as movie. The end of the movie, yeah. Um, and that, you know, just, and him just being a general dickhead. But then, yeah, and all the, all the conversations they have throughout, like I understand her side of the story. Oh yeah, and I understand her motivations. I yeah. don't understand his. No. So for me, like she's fucked up, but because of him. Well, that one scene where he his mother calls. 
And she was yeah. She just went off on him. I was like, this shit is hilarious. I I, I felt that was the one point which I might have felt bad for him <laughs> because like he she, he calls him and she calls and he lets her know that like they broke up and she starts crying and she's like, it's your fault. Like it was definitely. And you know what? She was right. The mother was right. <laughs> Yeah, she mother like, knew him. You, no one knows you better than your mom, right? She moved in. You and they leave. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Fuck you, mom." Which, and by the way, point, no black family, no black mother would ever accept. Fuck, she, fuck you, fuck you, mom. She like, I'll be right over. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. Oh, what did you think of Tim Robbins' character? That was pretty much what I was going into. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know how what I think about this character. I pony t- Tim Robbins. Like I think Tim Robbins. I'm thinking Shawshank. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got this guy. I don't even know what, what he does for a living. Conflict resolution. Conflict resolution. Uh, conflict resolution is my job. Is one of the things he says, which is kind of a prick thing to say. Yeah. Um, Ponytail, three earrings in the left ear. Rings all on his hands. Looks like a guru. Necklaces. You might see it like a cult or something. But it's the problem is that the stage is set when he's imagining Tim Robbins' character, Ian, having sex with Laura. <laughs> and that that just ruins the, any possible good thing about the character is ruined right there. Yeah, yeah. And they, they up the ante when they play... Barry White's, you know, I mean, anything, any, anything Barry White. <laughs> that's just wrong. <laughs> but it was so, it was very funny. And, and um, the scene in in the uh, record shop where he dude. comes in, was that not, that was, I mean. Dude, so that that's that's my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. And it's, it's not even the whole scene. It's just a particular scene where he's, he has what, three different fantasies of kicking his ass or like yelling at him or whatever but the one where they like all three of them beat him down <laughs> and then the one dude who we were talking about like the timid oh, dude like, takes the air conditioner I get him like, <laughs> it just throws I, I was audibly laughing it was like, funny it was um, funny outside of that I don't think I laughed <laughs> in this movie well you know because even though I did not like I don't you don't like this character. I like as a dude, I can understand his angst of this man having the nerve to walk in his store and confront him. I just thought, hmm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Listen, if you're gonna ask me which character I like better, Ian or Rob, which you gonna say? Probably Ian. It's probably him. At least, at least, I mean, he's such a dick, though. I mean, he had that picture of him in the karate gi on the, on the, mm-hmm. on the. I mean, there's a whole lot. Like, I think they could have just made a movie about him, and it would have been hilarious. It could have been a spinoff. Why didn't it? Could have been a spinoff. So, um, shout outs to Darlene from Roseanne being in this movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She plays Dick's uh, love interest. Um. You know, um, I was looking at, so the one character we didn't talk about, which was Charlie, the one who broke up with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and um, well, she broke up with him? She yeah. cheated on him, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I was looking at like Catherine Zeta Jones. I didn't know what to feel about her being in this movie because to be honest, I felt like she's a little out of place, but that was the point, kind of, right? Yes, yeah, right. I mean he was supposed to be he was she was supposed to be this that's the one he was saying punching above his weight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's like super well, he thought she was super smart and like much more attractive and and then he said she didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> Which, um, you know, if I take his word for it, because uh, because when he says that, he's narrating over her talking, so we can't right. hear what she's saying. Right. It's just just his perception of it. So again, I don't give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because not like he's the brightest person in the world either. So he I'll, says that I'll, he's like, I'm not the stupidest person, but I'm I'm not. I'm not the smartest person, but I'm not the stupidest either. Well, that would then that would make her. I mean, if he's if he's pointing out the fact that she doesn't know what she's been talking about, then that would make her quite stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that would make her quite stupid. But um, I was looking at like some she she. Let me just like from 1998. To 2000. Catherine Zeta Jones? Yeah. Mask of Zorro, Entrapment, Ocean's Eleven, Terminal, Chicago, um, Incro- Intolerable um, Cruelty. Girlfriend was straight crushing, man. I mean, in traffic. These are just some of the movies she's done, she did in that five or six year span. I feel it's like just, people didn't love Entrapment. I, I, I used to yeah, love it was that crazy. film. Um, what? Get out of here, man. Sean Connery, you can't. Sean Connery I knew doesn't you make garbage. I knew it. Sean Connery doesn't make garbage. <laughs> um, but, that was okay. Yeah, I, was I, I, I love Mask of Zorro, man. I, I watched that. Oh, Mask of Zorro was good. She was actually really good in that. Um, what, 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 what do we call Anthony Hopkins as a Mexican? Terrible. It's supposed to be Spanish. Is terrible. he supposed to be Spanish? Yeah. That's, that's better. That's better than Mexican, like because you know we have blackface and shit. Still, I don't know what you call that, but but uh, he's an amazing actor and I love him. So I thought you know he did well with the role considering. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it until now. I'm like, oh shit. No, I mean, she Hopkins just was, uh, uh, she was crushing, was, man. She was yeah. crushing around that time. So I, I assume. You know, I'll give her a pass because, you know, whatever. And she adds a little of a little bit of class to the role to this movie because it's missing in many, many ways. Yeah. Um, um we haven't really talked about top five lists, which is a huge oh, theme in this movie. I mean yeah. top five breakups, obviously we've talked about. Yep. Um top five jobs. Yeah, his top five jobs list: uh, writer for Rolling Stone, producer mm-hmm. at Atlantic Records, musician, film director, and then he put architect. Yeah, <laughs> Ar- uh, oh, yeah. Just there's a lot of top five, like there's a ton of top fives. Like they were talking about top five side A. Oh yeah, number one song on side eight. Side one track ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I listen to all of them too. Really? Yeah, I listen to all of them. Like Jenny Jones, let's get it on. Smells like Teen Spirit. 
white light, white heat, radiation ruling the nation, which actually was really good. That was actually pretty good. Um, you got to do so much more than that here. God, we have to do a part two to this podcast. We might have to. Uh, I school you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be the snob in this conversation. That's oh, oh, oh what? That, that's some obvious shit, Darren. That's oh, Darren, come basic. on. That's some basic shit right there. That's like... Uh... <laughs> well... Um, yeah, okay, so it's... so this is this this is going to contribute to the end of the podcast, but they mm. talk about five top five songs about death. Yes, and leader of the pack, dead man's curb, tell Laura I love her, one step beyond. These are all mentioned. I don't know. We ended up with top five, but um, wreck of the Edmonds and Sparrow was disqualified, <laughs> and then the night Chicago died. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let's remember that for the later on in the podcast yep um songs right. at my funeral too remember he did that yeah, yeah well that was the other thing like why why are you at a funeral he, first of all he said he well he said first of all he says three songs not five right. right so it's not a top we've had top five the whole movie and now we're just talking about three songs and two yes at the funeral <laughs> well it does fall in line with him being all about him so yeah dude even at the, the funeral yeah <laughs> I, I just, but he does mention Jimmy Cliff's Many Rivers to Cross. I knew you were going to say, I was like, as soon as he said that, I'm like, Many Chris caught, if he caught nothing else, he caught that. I had never heard that song. Seem to but it's a good song. We, yo, Jimmy Cliff, I saw him live at the Summer Stage, Central Park, mm. 70 years old, dancing around the place, mm. more energy than me. Oh man, that was I, I missed. So my my favorite soccer uh, international soccer team is Spain, and I missed like a Euro final or some shit to watch. To watch this, my friends give me shit about it. I was like, watch Spain in the final on TV, or watch Jimmy Cliff, a reggae legend, legend five. five. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> That's an easy one for me. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know the, the did you remember the guy who came into the record store? He kept trying to ask them to buy this record, and they wouldn't let him do it. Yeah, well, they Jack Black wouldn't. Jack Black, the Beta Band. Oh uh, no, um, Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band. I actually listened to them. They were actually really good. They sound like a white Motown group. <laughs> So, yeah, but, oh no, that was um, that was that was a, that was a middle-aged dude that was trying to get something for his daughter. Something else. that's a different one. Uh, what was it? Say, say you say me or it was a, you it was say a, me. That's that's a Disney. Lionel Richie. Use Lionel Richie. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with Lionel Richie? Hey, I'm not Jack Black. So yeah, Jack Black was just like losing business left and right. <laughs> Yeah, how in the world were they making money? Like, so that, I mean, I don't know. This is not part of what the fuck, but it is kind of a little bit. That place was always empty. Like, until until that one day. That one, one scene, day. Where, mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, they don't really explain that either. It's because that Mary girl oh. came into it and then late and then it became pop. i don't i don't know i don't oh, know if she added some credibility to the story but oh, no. um, oh. Uh, oh okay another trivia question mm. when 
the guys at the store discover that those those skater kids are a good band oh, what right. does rob tell them the name of his record label is top five records mm-hmm. to stay in theme stay yeah. on theme and what's the name of the skaters band i don't know something somebody's wheelchair or something i don't know no. white goat something what was it the kinky wizards Oh yeah, the kinky <laughs> the, the wheelchair was the logo, the logo of, or some shit. Name of oh, the, the the album. Album, yeah. The EP. Um. <laughs> wow. There's, um, um, yeah, man. So we should probably talk. Well, we talked about the music, I guess. I mean, they play. Well, each 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 of his breakups has like a theme song, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the first girl. For Allison, uh, Crocodile Rock, Elton John. Yeah. Which you know what? I used to love that song. My my mom had this like this. It was was actually like a mixtape of concerts, but it was a VHS. Mm -hmm. It was a a VHS with different concert, like live concerts, which is Mm. next level mixtape. Right. And they she had like 1999 Prince and other things, but she also had. Elton John playing Crocodile Rock. I used to love, I used to love that song. Mm. But I realize now it's probably one of the most annoying songs in history. I love that song, but I, yeah, I mean, you have to be in a, a certain mindset to watch it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was her. That was Allison's. I think um, Charlie's music was Baby Got Going by Liz Fair. Oh yeah. I don't remember how that sounded. Um, uh, oh, Sarah's was "The River" by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, which is one of the songs I wanted to take another like a full listen to. It's a good song. Do we assume "Baby I Love Your Way" is Lisa Bonet's <laughs> or, or Marie's song? Yeah, she's singing that the first time he's either. Yeah. Um. What was the other? Oh. Oh. Here's another. I guess another trivia. So Barry, I think the first time was the first time we see Barry. He comes into the store and like they're listening to. This, he's like shitting on what the song, the music that's playing on the. Oh yeah. And he puts in a, a mixtape that he made for Rob for the day. Yep. What is the first song on that? I'm mixtape? walking on sunshine. You are correct, waves. sir. You are correct, sir. Which was that my what the fuck moment because. That was absolutely ridiculous. That he would take out, um, I think he took out uh, Bell and Sebastian and throws it out and puts on Katrina and the Waves. Katrina and the Waves. Now, that was a pop song. So that's why I was kind of like, how is it? Like, I don't, I'm getting confused. How, how can you call yourself a music connoisseur and you put on Katrina and the Waves? But that's a good song, though, man. It's a good song, but it's a pop song versus what they were playing in that record store for the most part. So, I agree. so this is where I agree with you. I agree with you because of precedence they set. Yeah. But if you truly love music, and I've learned this because I used to be very critical of certain genres, you'll find good music in all genres. And I consider like pop like I don't consider like there's popular things and then there's pop music like that's a 
to me, pop pop music is a genre. Nothing like pop. Generally speaking, I do not like pop music. I like all kinds of music. That being said, there's just there's good pop music. Sure. It's just people. I like Wilson Phillips. You don't get much more pop than that. Uh, all I'm saying is people need to be a little more selective of what they're listening to, which they don't these days. Which they no, don't these no. days. Um, country, right? We, you know, we talked about this in the yeah. last um, one of our last podcasts. We've done two two I, movies I, I, with country music in it already. I, I haven't historically been a, a country music fan, but I've recently, recently being like the last five years, found mm. some awesome music and awesome artists from mm. that genre. So, I agree with you, but maybe that that was there. Maybe that that song was his exception to the genre. Yeah, I guess. I suppose. You know. Um, and then, and then of course, like the kind of what like the main uses of music in this film was like dealing with the breakup, dealing with a breakup, mm. or. You know, just dealing with like life in general, like music. I mean, I, I use music that way. It's like, oh, I'm feeling good. Like, yeah, let's throw some some happy music on. Or if I'm at the gym, throw some like hard, heavy beat music on. And breakups, you know, melancholy, whatever. Um, so he's listening to "Always See Your Face" by Love when he's sulking in the store. I think it's oh. kind of recent after the breakup. Yeah. So my question to you. What are your? I don't know. Let's, let's, let's direct it more towards um, yeah, to breakups. Like what's what's what are your songs or bands you default to for breakups? Um, probably um, probably Tears for Fears. Um, you posted about that shit yep. yesterday, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, I, I need to listen to that shit because I have no idea about Tears for Fears. <laughs> oh yeah, I love them. They're awesome. Um, I I default for them for a lot of stuff, but for that, yeah, probably Sade. Um, I think is you know one of those. I'm a soldier of love. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't know who else I would probably. Oh, um, Depeche Mode. Depeche I saw them live, you know. Yeah, they're good. Ten some years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, in excess. How about, yeah, in excess. In excess, uh, man. You got some random ass shit to me. Yeah. Because, like, um, I, I, so the one thing, I, and maybe that's part of the good thing that I found about the movie, which is when you're, like, it's, when you're supposedly broke broken up over this relationship or whatever, I feel like you your taste in music really kind of gets dramatic one way or the other. Like it could be super happy or super dramatic like sad or super angry. But it's always very I think it's like whatever direction you go, you go all in. And you know, so <laughs> this is okay. So this isn't one of my bands, my default bands or mm. groups or artists. But I remember in college, um, this is like this is this is like a Rob breakup because I wasn't even like dating this girl. Mm. Um, my freshman year of college, so I'm like, I'm wet behind the ears. Um, 
I think I got went to a party, met this chick. She, I think she was a sophomore. And uh, whatever, I think she had just broken up with somebody. This is like definitely belongs in this movie. Mm. <laughs> and uh, whatever, we started like hanging out, making out, whatever. And uh, I was getting like excited about it. <laughs> and I think we just had a conversation. She's like, she's like, what do you expect to get out of this relationship? And I was like, I don't know, just, you know, keep hanging out, see what happens. And she's like, well, I just got out of relationship, so I'm, you know, just. You know, mm. just trying, I guess, trying to have fun. I guess that was kind of the idea about it. Now, any normal teenager would have been like, all right, well, you know, get it in. I was just like kind of digging this chick. So I, I got upset and like, I essentially, I think I just stopped talking to her after that. Mm. I go back to my room mm. and I flip on Buster Rhymes. <laughs> you know the song from Extinction Level Event, What the Fuck You Want? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, and I'm just blasting that shit on repeat, dude. Like everybody in my in my dorm could hear that shit. I had this huge ass speaker oh, no. with a subwoofer, and it's just like, what the fuck? What you want? What the fuck? What you want? And, I, and somebody walked. One of my basketball, well, future basketball teammates, walked. He's like, "You feeling all right, man? You okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine, man." So that being said, that's not one of my default shit. <laughs> but you just you said getting angry and that just sparked my memory. Yeah, see, I mean um, I already mentioned this group, but uh Coldplay, man. Oh, Coldplay. If you if you're feeling like because it's it's it yeah. is like melancholy and like sad sometimes, but it's also uplifting. Yeah. It has this Coldplay to me is just multifaceted and like a utility group because you can have this like sad song, but it's like upbeat, like I think one I wrote down was like the, the hardest part. Yeah, it's like a and the hardest part was letting go, not taking part. Like you, it's almost like I use it. Like most, some people use music to like you know get deeper and deeper into their depression or their sadness. But I feel like Coldplay, like I start there, I start there, and then all of a sudden, like I'm uplifted and I'm like, this you know makes me better. Bob Marley. I think just reggae in general. I think Bob Marley is like a, on the list for almost everybody. Yeah, well, it should be. I know some people that say they don't like reggae. But, um, yeah, just his whole catalog. And it's kind of like reggae in general. Like, a lot of time reggae is singing. I mean, they sing about love and whatever. But they, they sing about, like, social injustice and, like, you know, slavery and all this shit. But it's this this rhythm and this melody that, like, uplifts you. So... I can just listen to that shit all day and that helps. Mm. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. I mean, um, he has that blues background anyway, but there's a particular song, Blue Eyes Blue. Mm. Um, you've heard that one. Uh, I think it's on the Clapton Chronicles album. That's a good one. And then Brian McKnight. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, Brian McKnight. from underneath the bed and got the Brian scene. McKnight, yeah. Brian McKnight is uh, I, uh, even like in a relationship, broken up, out of relationship. Like I would just, I could just run that his catalog all day, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, Bar- 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 <laughs> Yeah, he could sing. That's your chocolate. Not um, doing that much these, three, which is sad, but you know, you know, it's funny. Um. I actually have a song on my Spotify um, called Temptation. Mm. And essentially it's about like 
you know, you're, you're married, he's married or whatever, with him, but he goes to this bar and like this girl he used to date comes in and like, that's a temptation. Mm. But the caveat here is that he sings it with his son. <laughs> so it's a song called Temptation. With He sings with his son who was of his mother singing about it. Anyway, I like the song. It's just a good song. It's got a good vibe to it, but it's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> okay, well, you know. It's the song that counts. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it, listen, it's it's a good song, man. Good, good lyrics. Um, right. They both sang. Um, right. So, yeah, you got you guys you got some quotes in your holster. You want to shoot over here? Uh, sure. I um, I did like the one where he um, he says. Uh, some people never got over Nam or the night their band opened for Nirvana, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and I think the song playing there was I'm Wrong About Everything. Uh, was is, that, is, that, is that the song for, for the, uh, for that, for that encompasses the film? No. <laughs> no, I, I know which one that is already. Um, um, I liked, well, I didn't like, it just kind of struck me. It's probably mm. my what the fuck moments, but like, it's the girl he broke breaks up with that won't have sex with him. But like, when he breaks up with her, like there she's about to kiss him. He's like, "What's the point? He never goes anywhere." And he just walks away. <laughs> oh God, that's just heartbreaking. That, this dude, just yeah, it's kind of a dick, dick move, you know. If so, I guess the message here is: if you're a dick, watch this film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I okay. I might have laughed at another point in the film, which is um, they're talking about the what was it side side A track it whatever. Oh yeah, side, side, one, track side one. one track one. Side one track one, and like Rob's listening off all that basic shit, and then Barry's like, uh, "How about Beethoven track one side A of the Fifth Symphony?" <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, the quote that he said about John Dillinger was good too. Actually, oh, in the back uh, got shot outside the back of the um, cinema. John was shot dead behind that theater in a hail FBI gunfire. You know who tipped him off? His fucking girlfriend. He just wanted to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay. Which reason why I liked it? One, because it was a good quote, but two, because he's like, it's a perfect quote for somebody who is an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't it, matter what John Dillinger may have right. done to anyone, but his girlfriend as well. Right. It just mattered that she copped him out. Right. <laughs> so, and he he just skates. He just like skips all that stuff. Just when, yeah. You know. So that's a, that's irrelevant. Um. um what else, man? <laughs> Uh, I mean, well, I, these these aren't like quotes I liked. Actually, a lot of these aren't quotes I liked. It's just like um, Robin Barry have this saying: "It's not what you like; it's what you like, not what you are like." Mm. That matters. What the fuck? <laughs> stupid. I just wrote stupid. That's my that's my note next to this. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I, oh, this is not really a quote, but it was a nice moment in the movie where after he sleeps with um, uh, Marie DeSalles and they're out in front of her apartment, like, which way are you going? She goes, I'm going that way. He goes, I'm going this way. And they ki he kisses on the cheek. He's like, I'll call you. And she's like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> hey, and we don't see her for after that, right? You no more. Yeah, done. I just thought that was so perfect. Well, to the... Um... The scene we described earlier when they have post-funeral sex uh, she's like i want to feel anything mm. you know except except this and unless you want to stab cigarettes out of my arm and he says nope i only have a few left i've been saving them for later <laughs> that's some great pillow talk right there it is Jesus. you'll never be able to ever no one will ever be able to use it but <laughs> it's it's good to know it was out there for a moment I, sure. <laughs> I mean, coming from, it's just, you know, from such a despicable individual, that's a great line, you know? So. You know what made me want to um, listen to one of these um, bands slash songs? Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's actually when um, Dick is talking to that girl, suggesting music and like he puts on stiff little fingers suspect device oh yeah and he's like i feel like they were very much um influenced by uh oh uh, there was there's two bands clash G clash and green day. green day so like that that's a band that's a song or a band i kind of want to check out yeah, they were, it's good i actually listened to a little bit of it Ooh, son of a bitch <laughs> I like the Clash, so that's why I listen to them. So is that um London Calling? Is that London Calling? Um, Rock the Caswell. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rock the Caswell. <laughs> There's a um, or there was a uh, a bar in a hotel in uh, Atlantic City called the Pasba. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, another little trivia, not to do with the movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of, you, you're going to have to watch this again. I hate to say it. Am I? Can I just look at this, the soundtrack or track listing that we have and listen to I the whole song? Could, but there's some stuff that, that I think on the track list they don't include because they only they only mention it in the in the actual movie. They don't actually play it. So if they, they yeah, might be like a couple, maybe like a four or five songs, but they're all good ones. Like stuff that I had. Um, um, there's a song called Jesus. Jesus doesn't want me for a sunbeam, um, which I did not know that. Nirvana also did live on MTV Unplugged, which is really, really? fucking good. I like literally not. I res sort of recently listened to that album, you know, within the last year. Really, I don't remember that shit. It's not on the. Um, it's not on that on that album. It's on an MTV uh, Unplugged album. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh really? The unplugged though, yeah, Nirvana unplugged. I think my oh, really? boy Mike um gave me the actual DVD, so I actually watched it. It's on. I mean, you, if you look it up, what's on? If you search for the song, it comes up on um, Spotify actually. Mm. Um, oh my God! So they had some obvious songs, mm -hmm. 
in here. I'm sure you know you have to have some, but like after he um finds out that Laura is not sleeping with Ian yet, oh, yeah. the song plays. Champions. What the fuck? We are the champions by Queen. I knew I'm sitting there while watching this, and I'm like, oh, come on. And like such a waste of a great song. But also, like, again, this just he's this is what we call it. Rob is what we call it nuts. Yep. A nuts. Dunce, a dick, asshole, like a prick. Like there's so many words for it. Yeah. There's a reason for it. So he's like celebrating after he finds out that she hasn't slept with him yet. Yeah. And then when he sleeps with uh, Marie or Mary, mm. he like the first thing he does after they part ways is like get stuck on that yet. So before that's like I haven't slept with him yet. Yeah. That Laura said that about Ian, and then he's like, "What does that mean?" They have the whole scene in the store where he's asking Barry about it. Like, <laughs> Barry's like, "But you have seen Evil Dead." I mean, that was. That was like a who's on first situation. Yeah, it was funny. That was kind of a funny scene. Uh, it was a bit irritating. It's supposed to be funny. Uh, another obvious one is when Rob and Laura get back together. Uh, they're playing Jackie Wilson's "I Get the I Get the Sweetest Feeling." Mm-hmm. I guess you can get cheesy at some point. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, what, what was this track when um that girl Carolyn, the the writer? comes into the store and uh oh eventually she writes she's gonna write an article about it but she, she the song that's on is stereo lab low boob yeah, oscillator the hell was that yeah yeah <laughs> um, um anyway and what song well I have, I have two questions trivia question well you'll probably know it already what are the two different names for barry barry's band well sonic i don't know sonic something monkey or something mm-hmm. sonic death monkey or that is correct sir what does he change it to on stage oh something jibes and the vibes or something like that I forget Barry Jive, yeah. the Uptown Five. Yeah, yeah. And part three of the question. Oh, boy. What song do they sing? The song that I believe is the theme song for this movie, unfortunately. Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It Out. Is that is that what we're segueing? Are we segueing to the last questions? Or are we going to do the, our address oh. our what the fuck moments? We got to address the what the fuck We kind of sprinkled them in there, so... Yeah, well, I think there's probably a few more, but um, yeah. I had Bruce Springsteen showing up in this as a what the fuck moment. I I had to rewind it for a second because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? He's just like casually sitting there playing a the guitar. I'm like, all right, giving advice, giving life advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Okay. That um, makes sense, but all right. I already mentioned the post funeral sex. Yeah, yeah. What you got? Um. So <laughs> I don't understand something because Ian Ray 
suppose so he he goes through that whole thing where he's like laying in bed and doesn't want to hear what's possibly going to happen upstairs in his apartment but then we then he, he's moved out of the apartment when, when the fuck did he move out of his apartment like one minute he's living upstairs and next minute he's not and sub sub portion of this question he's living in apartment 3a how's the world can they hear him when they he lives and when uh rob lives in 2b they should live like in the same apartments except for one floor up so well the answer to question one is i don't know yeah and then then the sub question or question two is i don't know okay cool you you did did your work good good job (laughs) um I'll tell you what, what the fuck moment is. Rec- his record collection is organized autobiographically. Fuck is so this not alphabetically what? by album title, not by artists. But how he got the actual... If you, so what he the way he explains it is, if I want to find Landslide by Fleetwood Mac, right. he has to remember that he bought it in the fall of whatever year right I, he bought what's it point? what's the and was going to give it as a gift but didn't but didn't mm-hmm. yeah like how long is that going to take you to find an album like he's clearly not ocd no because that's not oh. how it works like even if i was going to organize it by genre and then off but there's alphabetical in there so you know how long that would take you to do that many records seriously Art by art, alphabetically by artist man Oh, and by the way, if he owed her $4,000 and she really wanted it back, why didn't she just make him sell some of those damn records? Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure well, because she, well, because, well, because she was the good girlfriend and he was the bad boyfriend. Like, a good girlfriend would not would never do that. That's clearly the most important thing to him yeah. <laughs> outside of himself. I guess. I guess. Also, um, I'm not, I mean, I'm trying to remember back to 2000, but were there still phone books in 2000? Man, you got me, man. Phone book was in my what the fuck moments. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Um, the, what? You, you know, yes, there were. You know what? Because I remember in college. It was yeah, they were. 2004. Like, I think we had phone books at the, to, in the dorms and shit. I had a, a phone book is when I was still living in um, Ridgewood, which was what? Like eight years ago. So, yeah. Serious? Yeah, they were delivering. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I have another one. Oh, my God. <sighs> This wasn't even, it should have been one more what the fuck moments. I think I just have it under, under the, because there was a song playing at the time. Hmm. The, I think it's Let's Get It On scene. Yeah, it was Let's Get It On scene where Barry's group is playing that. Do you see Rob dancing? Oh, did you see the whole crowd dancing, man? It was like. I, I blocked out everything else. I couldn't see anything. I saw him go like. Yeah, it like, was terrible. Some white girl. It was like watching <laughs> Elaine from Seinfeld again. That's the one. That is it. Oh my god. Full body so drive heave set to music. And kind of related, kind of like 
him as a DJ when they when they flash back to him being a DJ and he's yeah. like bouncing kind of was that believable? Like seriously? No, 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 absolutely not. I was like, right. he was a DJ. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, um, let's because I can continue mm-hmm. criticizing and chastising this movie. Uh, let's move to our questions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, Tom yes. Hanks. Tom Hanks, yes, as Ian. Absolutely. As, oh, yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. It would be really good. I think it would be, it would be like, it would be like Tom Hanks in SNL. It would yeah. be like him and him doing that role. And I think he would absolutely murder it. I it would crush. Would yeah. It. it would be so funny. <laughs> it's so, even more ridiculous than, than, um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're alive. Good. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tears in heaven. <laughs> so I told you to remember something earlier on in the podcast. Which is? Top five songs about death. Yeah, I know. To me, Tears in Heaven is the number one song about death ever written <laughs> so the question of can tears in heaven be in this sound in this soundtrack twofold one because of that top five list that they mentioned absolutely they could have just mentioned it right but two because the song is the song literally about music right it could have been fit in anywhere at any point and yeah. it seemed seamlessly so yeah. absolutely yeah i was kind of surprised it didn't it wasn't on the list i was i was like why isn't yeah. how is that not on the list because well, because I listed them out earlier, right? What was it? It was um, leader of the a bunch of songs I've never heard. So you know, I've heard a few, bunch of them, but I, leader I'm, of the pack, Dead Man's Curb, Tell Laura I Love Her, One Step Beyond. I'm sure these are great music. Well, move, uh, what am I saying? Great songs, but uh, the, none I, of them are as popular as 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 Tears in Heaven and Tears in Heaven. Yeah, I mean, and that was written in the '90s too. So, like, yeah, by 2000. Again, maybe the book references these songs. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know when the book. Well, was no, it couldn't have. But they also could have. They could have injected it into. Because one step beyond is pretty. It was newer. It's newer than, than Tears in Heaven. <laughs> oh, okay. There's no way. Um, but they they done fucked up. Yeah, they done fucked up. So, I mean, all right. So, um, what's your uh, what's your favorite song from the soundtrack? Since you 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 did a little a lot more homework than I did, so um, uh, it's tough. Um, probably. Well, it's tough. Mm, it's of the songs, of the songs that that um were like the most notable noted ones um probably um the beta band which actually was actually pretty good dry the rain it's the one where he has a cd in his hand in the store and he goes he leans over to dick and he goes i'm gonna sell three of these albums in Ten, puts it in. Mm-hmm. And he puts it in and everybody starts bopping their heads to it. Yeah, I was like, 
I, I, I didn't love what I heard, mm-hmm. but I need to. Uh, it's good. To check it out. I need to check it out. But my favorite song overall is 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 the song by Stevie Wonder. Um, I believe. So, um, again, I, there's so much content here, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, I knew some of the songs. I I didn't listen to as many as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly. Um, just looking at the ones I do know, mm-hmm. I never heard that that Stevie Wonder song by the way before. You never heard that song before? No. Wow. Love that song. Um, I freaking love "Baby I Love Your Way," mm. but the the um, big mountain version, the reggae version. Oh. Mm-hmm. So can that count as my answer? I suppose. I mean, I love "Let's Get It On," but that's my um. But the original, not the Jack Black version. Mm, what? You don't like Jack Black? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, all right. No. Um, all right. So, which song do you think encompasses the storyline, the message of the film? You already well, said it. So. They purposely kind of weaved in Let's Get It On as the song for the. You know, he says it's our song. Um, they play it at least once in the movie, and then Jack Black and sings it at the end. I mean, quite frankly, I'm I feel offensive to 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 associate this great song with this horrible person. But if I had to be specifically just a you know. About the movie, yeah. But why? But why so what? Because they said that because, what lyric? Huh? What lyrics in the song leads you to believe that it's a good match for the movie? It's not. It's a terrible match. But but because this was the song that they supposedly were playing when they met, and it was the last song of the that we heard being played at the uh, club, and his face when he played it you know it's a loose association at, at I, best I, 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 I expected more from you Darren it's okay you know, I expected more from this movie you, you you did what Rob does with the side one but that's right that's what you did you, you got kind of so here's my I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched the movie into the credits yes I did and you did you didn't hear my little red book by love who yeah, appeared that's the second song they appear did you listen to the lyrics yeah I heard. there ain't no girl in my little red book that can replace your charm mm. there's just no getting over you or just a couple of the lyrics i think it's a very apt parallel um and also this the disjointed sound uh of the song. I think it's like kind of punk rock. Um, perfectly echoes Rob's disjointed view of relationships. Right. So that's my pick for the song that encompasses it kind of, it wasn't in the film, it came after the film. Well, I mean, if I was going to just choose something that I wanted to make the theme of the song, I would say, that's what we do, man. We don't, yeah. we don't what the, the, we don't we don't let them dictate what the song the song is. We dictate I, I would choose I'm wrong about everything. 
That was the one you said earlier? No, this one is by, um, um, what was this, Bob Dylan? No, John Wesley Harding. Mm. Um, good song, really good song. Okay. And okay. Dylan does like a version of it, I think, as well. So I'm wrong. Oh, I'm wrong about everything. That, to me, would basically sum it up. <laughs> so... This was, yeah, it's good. It's a lot of the songs that are like, they're old, even for me, and I'm old. So like maybe I'd say about 10% of these songs are songs that I've listened to, liked, and really enjoyed. And then there's a lot of, there's like another 60% of these songs that I'm sorry, I never heard of these people, never heard of the song. But if you go on Spotify, they got a lot of plays. So obviously there are, they do have a fan base. So. Yeah, I mean, oof, that it's just like a whole, this, this movie soundtrack alone is just like a, a project. Like, yeah, you yeah. gotta probably start with the ones that they play. And if you mm-hmm. like any particular song, delve deeper into the group, but yeah it's uh it's not you know some of them are pretty old dude like some stuff that just like 1950 stuff i'm just like i mean I, I, I love i mean dude like again like our, our co-host for um the, the download 007 mm. a, um, a youtube series called history of rock and he goes from like i can't remember the 50s or the 40s up until yeah. the 90s so I really enjoyed that, and I, you know, because I love music from all those generations. Like I love. Shout out to JT Curtis. And yeah, JT Curtis. Um, I love blues. I love you know classic rock. So, mm. you know, this is just the soundtrack. You know, we sing some of the old shit that's tailor made for me. So um, I'm sure I'll find a bunch of stuff to add to my my playlists. Um, just just as a side note, I don't know if I you know this or not, but about a couple of weeks ago spotify put out a notice saying that any podcasts that um record on their plat like put push out to their platform can use any of the music any length of time anything so probably but that doesn't mean us uh, well no anyone doesn't matter well the, well the thing is like we put it out like we have to have different edited versions for Spotify versus That's other the problem, that yeah. it won't be accepted anywhere else. Yeah. So okay. if we just want to do a, a Spotify only podcast, music. All right, everybody. Hope you got Spotify. Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So final question. Yep. Out of 10. What? This movie. You're a 10? Oh, I th- oh no, out of 10. Out of 10. Oh. Um, I'm gonna. This is gonna be the first time I'm gonna give two ratings <laughs> for the soundtrack and the movie. I'm gonna do a with music and without music. Mm-hmm. With the music, <laughs> music without music is kind of a big. Well, part what of I mean that. is, like, if I take the music into consideration for like mm-hmm. the rating, uh, like like if I weigh it, if I weigh my rating more toward the music than the, huh? the film. I will give it, I would give it a seven and a half. But 
if I'm just rating it as a normal, regular, just watching this movie, yeah, I gotta give it like a five and a half because I, I just think it sends a lot of terrible messages to people. Um, yeah, I I gave it a five, man. <laughs> Damn, man, I gave him a five and a half. I gotta lower my rating now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I rarely, you know, go in the, in the half range. So, you know, it, maybe it deserves a 0. 0.5. I don't know. Maybe, maybe for me, the music is what gives it that 0. 0.5. But I just, I just hated this character so much. I don't want to say hate. I don't like using the word hate, but I just strongly disliked this fucking character. And he's ninety percent of this movie. I mean, I, no, it's it's, it's kind of like a Baby Driver, right? Where he's, in, I thought I was like he's in every scene. This guy's in every scene, like this. Every scene. This is movie about him, and, and he's talking to you at all the time. And he's just so unlikable. Yeah. And I, it was hard. Like, do I mean? No, you're not, not saying like John Cusack fan too, right? I mean, I mean, I, I would know. I'm not John Cusack. I feel like my favorite movie with him was probably Gross Point Blank. Probably, <laughs> and I don't even remember that. That's all. It's so long ago. I don't even remember it, but I, I remember enjoying it. But I liked him in 2012, and say anything. I mean, I don't even know if I've seen say anything. That's the one where he's holding it. Yeah, that's a good movie. Box. To, uh, so to me, say anything is Rob in high school. <laughs> so it's the prequel. Okay. Yeah, it's the prequel. To me, it's the prequel. Um, he does a lot of walking in the rain in this one too. That one too. So. So I don't know if I really want to watch that or need to watch that <laughs> one. Um. Anyway, you know, it's the, when the main character is just that that unlikable it, it I, I, it's hard man it's so hard yeah. I, there's not a lot of things i can identify right when you watch a movie like you want to identify with one of the characters yeah, yeah. I don't know but unless the point of the movie is to hate this person like if you were doing a thing about hitler no one's going to make him hitler that you love right but you know that the point is just to hate him anyway you know we know, we know the ending to that hitler dies in the end and that's good so, <laughs> you might be. What, what happened? What happens to Rob? Is it happily ever after? We don't. You know, we don't see that yet, right? We're we're left. It's left to our imaginations. Yeah, I don't really care. Really, really hope she breaks up with him again, and he ends up alone. And oh, did we? Did we? Um, what was the ratings on? Oh my goodness! Do you have you recorded all our ratings for these? I don't remember. Um, we had a low one. We had a really low one. I will. We should do that. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should have that recorded somewhere. Yeah. Uh, maybe I. I've got plenty of time now. IMDb gave it seven point five. Rotten Tomatoes oh. ninety one. Oh my god. Ninety one. Oh my god. The Metacritic gave it a seventy nine. So. Oh, this this is a cult. I think this is a cult classic. Oh, it's film, right? Absolutely. I know. I know. People talk about this thing. I yeah. just don't know why. Because, I mean, maybe the opinions on music. Maybe it's a music cult, a cult classic music. It feels know. like an '80s movie, and '80 movie '80s movies were like counter 
culture classic movies and shit. I, but uh, so I think that's part of the reason why it's not really that good because it doesn't counter culture like very well. Like the music countercultures, the film is just annoying. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? We we could probably go on forever trying to dissect this and psychoanalyze it but yeah i i I, if we want to do that we should just do a part two of this because i (laughs) i got a better idea we should we should do the tv show because well that's also zoe kravitz is in it and lisa bonet's daughter so yeah you know feel like it's a good follow-up Yep, and I've had a, I've had actually a friend suggest that as well. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so I, I'll, I'll start working on the, the name for that because I'm really good with the uh, the titles. Sure, go for it. High download fidelity, fidelity download. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'm brain. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll brainstorm. I'll brainstorm. Don't worry about it. All right, man. Well, this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you doing any uh, doing any more recordings? Any any more I, IG battles? You're gonna do a versus? <laughs> yeah, who is a me versus who? You Amanda? versus? Oh. Um, I don't know. Who would you be versus? Like um, like an actual person or like a famous person? <laughs> famous person has to be a famous person, right? Me, um, me versus George Ezra. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun. I, I still lose, but I think it'd be fun. <laughs> um, now, nah, man, uh, I definitely, uh, you know, I did my um, my IG live last Friday, which was fun. Kind of pop up, and I didn't really announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, but next one, I'll announce, and uh, I think I'll do a, a YouTube live. Mm. I've got my handy dandy mic over here. Uh, but yeah. Um, we're still working on uh, this. This I'm working on this project um, for a. It's a, kind of like a film music project, which you are involved with, so you know about it. The man with no name. Man with so, no yeah, man. So you know, uh, six songs, one story. Uh, each of the songs has its, it's going to have its own animated music video. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a bunch of talented folks. Like, honestly, right now, it seems like it's around 20 plus people working on this. And growing. Yeah, and growing. So that's what I'm working on. That's my main thing. But in between, um, I've started just kind of recording some of my my catalog. Mm. So um, hopefully anything that can just be acoustic, I can record and release. So, you know, stay tuned. I've I've got some stuff in the works that I'll be releasing soon. Cool. I've got nothing uh, except for that project with you, obviously, and a couple more podcast things, you know, rolling out. You know, I feel like I feel like in the next two days we're, we might just be recording be a little bit podcast. Busy. Yeah, let's see if we can squeeze all that in. Yeah, oh, wait, that that was cool because like we did that at the end of season three where we we did what, like five or six in a row or something like that. <laughs> So, Put you know. grow. Yeah. yeah. So we can do that. We can, you know, if we can do that, it'd be good too. We got yes, um, what? Clerks, Ghostbusters, and um, 
almost famous next week. Almost famous. Oh, when we do it, oh yeah, we all got almost famous too. Yeah, we've got. I mean, also we've got stuff we need to get back on, which is download download 007. Seven. We yep. haven't started the down the last download, which is going to be the uh, the, the last dance I'm podcast. St- I'm, we got to get on that because I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's going to be insane. Actually, so. it's be a good time to do it because the basketball season is over with now. We don't have to, uh, you know, we we it's have. Not, it's not a distraction. Not a distraction, especially with your teams not being good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty plenty of content so, coming out coming yeah, man, out. Um, so to everyone that's listening, um, as usual, hit us up on social media, the, the download podcast show. Yep. Um, pretty much everywhere. Message us, hit us up, let us know what films you want us to talk about. If you are interested in being a guest, hit us up. Um, yep. We'd love to have you. Just let us know what film you want to do because we'd love the guests to, to be passionate about what they're talking about. And uh, any other general questions, hit us up, man. Um, oh, and if you have any, like, uh, some music that you uh, are interested in, you know, if you have any suggestions for soundtracks that we should check out, let us know what, you know, what the name of the album is, the artist. Well, you know, we're always looking for good music to listen to. We also have a new playlist rolling out on Spotify. So check out the download podcast playlist where we'll put all of the songs from all of the, the movies that we're working. That's a lot of shit, man. It's a lot of shit, but it'll give you a nice list of music to uh, quarantine with too. So since oh uh, and also everyone make sure to vote please. Voting is happening now. I'm pretty sure everywhere early mm-hmm. voting is in I voted early. Mm-hmm. Get your vote I, in. I voted this Sunday. So ballot submitted everybody do the same thing. And when and when and when we say vote, we mean vote for Biden. Right. Because there's nobody else running, really. So, please don't do the right thing. I know, I know this might lose maybe a couple people. (laughs) This is vote for Biden. I really think a lot of, uh, I I hope not. I don't know. Listen, but what are we trying to get like intelligence on what I, I. don't think we I don't think we have to worry about Trump supporters listening to our podcast. Well, just just in case. But even Boom. if you do Biden. and you are we still love you. We still love you, but you but. still get out and vote for Biden. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, All right, everyone. Thanks a lot again. This is this was fun and uh look for a lot more content coming in the next mm-hmm. Actually, 24 is 48 hours. <laughs> um, so I'm Darren Jenkins. I'm Chris Saunders. And this was the download. The download. Hi, y'all.